I hope you get this one next time, bitch. <laughs> oh. Oh. Welcome, everybody, to uh, Oh Sopranos Podcast, The Redux. The Redux. We lost, um, the, we lost the last episode. We lost the last episode. You guys don't know that, but we're telling you because we have transparency here at Oh Sopranos. Corrupted Files. And um, it happens. So we're doing uh, episode season six, episode two. Two guys and a girl, girl and a pizza, and a pizza place. place. <laughs> um, uh, what was the name of this episode? Join the club. Join, Join the, the club. club. Um, so we're doing it over again, and we're talking about it. Um, so you know, get well, ready. The thing is, we were all uh, pretty inebriated the last time that we that we recorded. It's true. So I we're hoping like this time the Zoom. It was. Knew, it might have been for knew, the best. Yeah, the Zoom yeah. knew that. The last episode was awful. You got and beer on the Zoom. That's yeah, what happened. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah I corrupted the file. No, I was like, yeah, halfway through, I was like, this sucks. I definitely like forgot what I was saying mid-sentence during that podcast, so I'm a little grateful that the that's file's right. corrupted. Hey, that's, like the, was, uh, that's classic. The hairdo. <laughs> Come Professor on, Paulie, The Professor Paulie's new nickname, the hairdo. Yeah, going to corrupt these Professor files. Professor hairdo. Dude. Professor hairdo. Um, um, well, anything, anything we need to talk about up top? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I mean, should we dive in? Let's dive in. <laughs> let's dive. Spells, you got enough nuts in your mouth? Uh, yes. Get these nuts. You away should from only, me. you should only be eating, be talking with nuts in your mouth. So, okay, um, all right, fair agreed. enough. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> uh, join the club, season six, a episode two, written by the man, the myth, the legend, David Chase, mm. directed by David Nutter, first and only episode, which is Ooh. such a weird... Uh, Nick Nutter. Like, yeah. <laughs> Besides his last name, uh, weird to just direct one, and this is the one, you know? It's oh, like, yeah, what else yeah. did this guy direct, though? We were we talked about this. Now That's I'm a good sort of question. remembering. Uh, I probably had it up last time. Didn't you direct, like, a Game of Thrones or something? Um, uh, well, subsequently, yeah. David Nutter... Uh, he he won a primetime Emmy award for outstanding directing um, in a drama series for Northern Exposure. <laughs> uh, can you guess? For Designing 20, Women, 2015. So I don't I don't know. It's fucking Wikipedia is not telling telling it to me. So 2015. Uh, look it up, guys. Dude, I love David Nutter. <laughs> I work with him. You're a big Nutterhead. He's great. Actually, yeah, I'm I a Nutterhead. I run Nutterheads.com. <laughs> Dot and, nut. And, uh, you we call just, yourselves Nutter We butters. just talk about him. Yeah. Mostly we talk about why didn't he direct more fucking episodes of Sopranos. <laughs> such a great episode. Mostly directed Planters commercials. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> he renamed himself Nutter after uh, <laughs> right. the big... The big windfall from the planner commercials. No, but I, I, it makes you wonder, like, what would this episode look like if it had been directed by a veteran Sopranos director, like an Alan Coulter, like an right. Alan Taylor, like, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but this is this is unique in its own sense. And it's also, like, super ballsy, I think, to come this early in the season with such an avant-garde sort of weird, especially as the test dream was not necessarily received so well at first. Well, you know, that's, that's like Supreme why fans. David Chase like probably does. No, I know early that, that was, yeah. I mean, it was like two years between, but it was three episodes ago was the right. test dream basically. So, but anytime, <laughs> four episodes you know, ago. 
anytime people have some aversion to something about the show, David Chase like He's leans into lean, it. Lean into it, yeah, for sure. Um, so in case anybody uh, hasn't seen it in a while, this is the episode where we see the aftermath of Junior shooting Tony, including the beginnings of the infamous coma dream, which which lasts two episodes. This one always feels like longer, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, we were also shocked by the end of members only with Tony getting shot in the gut. And that was such a such a epic moment. Oh, I thought you meant uh, by uh, Ray Curdo dying. <laughs> Uh, Ray Curto, R.I.P., and Eugene Pontecorvo. And so, Eugene. like, we're we're dealing with all. I mean, this guy definitely direct. He definitely he directed a, a lot of um, Game faces of, of Game yeah. Oh yeah, sure. yeah, sure. Um, uh, did you, you just? Thanks for chiming in like twenty minutes later on that. Sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'll eat more nuts. Uh, but yeah, the whole episode like, and this is different from a dream episode, like like yes. a fun house. Like a test dream, like uh, anything we've seen previously, because Tony's not dreaming as Tony, right? It's and and David Chase went on the record saying, you know, this isn't a typical dream. This is something yeah. else. This is not just Tony like going to bed at night and and we're seeing his inner psyche in this way. It has this sort of like metaphysical, supernatural, almost religious uh, undertones during the whole thing, and it and it makes you think like, you know, we, there's. We've talked about it before. Sopranos has this sort of like supernatural element that dips in every now and then. You think yep. about Paulie and the psychic. You know, you think about uh, how big pussy's in the mirror in that episode, uh, early season three. You think about Paulie seeing the Virgin Mary uh, uh, later this season. You know, right, like right. there's all these sort of like weird like nods where the supernatural exists in the world of the Sopranos for some Black reason. Black magic, sick shit. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I, sick shit. Um, you know, I, I might not mention this the last time we recorded, but like, I'm I feel like I've watched this, and I feel like it's like seems like it's an alternate dimension to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, um, for sure. I think that's right. I think, like, yeah, I think that's it's it's something a little more than a dream. I and we talked about last time we recorded, but you know, there's this whole idea that this is some sort of in between. You know, Tony's obviously still alive. He's in the hospital. We see a lot of that this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's this in-between sort of, not purgatory because he's not dead. Right. But this, this sort of space where he's forced to maybe um, realize something about himself or reckon something within himself before he can move on to either the afterlife or come back to... Uh, which we know he ultimately does, but but you know we'll we'll get into it as we go throughout the episode. But opening shot, very weird. After the last shot of the previous episode is you know Tony's fat face uh, bleeding out on the floor of Junior's kitchen. It's Tony laying on a hotel bed in like a in like a button down shirt and tie, where we don't know where he is. Yep. Uh, he wakes up. He looks out. He sees this beacon in the distance, which is you know imagery that's repeated throughout the episode and even later in the series with um, Carmela in Cold Stones in Paris. She sees, like, this beacon in the distance. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, he goes down to the hotel bar. We're still like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, he doesn't have his Jersey accent. Yeah. Which is very off-putting. Because this is Gandolfini's – This that's actually how Gandolfini spoke. That's like Gandolfini how he sounds. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. It doesn't sound right. It sounds like, yeah. this guy sounds like a fucking pussy. Like, <laughs> I do – yeah, I do remember, like – I, you know, you you saw like less, um, less of celebrities back then, mm-hmm. so 
I feel like maybe I didn't know for sure like how he sounded when I yeah. saw oh, this. And for like sure you and did. I, and and I remember just seeing like feeling like, oh, this is he's he now he's really acting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Yeah. This is Jim, finally after six seasons. This is James. Like the Gandolfini Tony Soprano acting. voice yeah. is like more like what he sounds like, right. and like this is him like right. putting on the like you know uh, like more you know suburban white he, guy. He, he voice. grew up in Jersey too, right? So, and, right. And he's obviously Italian American, and like, but but this is more like the suburban like white guy voice. Well, what's the <laughs> yeah. what's the movie? The castle was that the movie with him? Last castle, yeah, where he's got like yeah. the aviator glasses on or whatever. Yeah, and like, Ro- Robert, Redford. Robert Redford. Yeah, 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 yeah. great yeah. movie. Yeah, I, that may have been before this. I don't know. It was. It, it was, was. Yeah, yeah it was, that's but I don't when think you, I had that's seen when that he. At this point, that's yeah. when he. Like it seemed like you were like, oh shit, wait, what? What the fuck? He like he talks like this now. Like this is his real accent. <laughs> he sounds like he has a lisp. Uh, yeah, 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 a little bit of that. A little bit get, comes into Tony as well, I think. But yeah, he, he like, and then you, you get the similar thing. You know, he picks up the phone, he he calls home, and he gets the answering machine, and it's definitely not Carmela. Yeah, and it's definitely not AJ and Meadow, where they're like, like in unison. They're like, stop picking your nose, the Sopranos. <laughs> You've reached the Sopranos, res- like that seemed like something out of like a fucking. Uh, almost a commentary on like uh, ri- like sitcom writing sort of thing. Like, <laughs> right, like, right. Here's like the the other type of family, and it just in contrast, it just makes the actual Soprano family seem so much more real. Yeah, you know. Yep. Uh, outside, we get this uh, shot of a helicopter flying above him, shining a light down, which we later see, we see as, in the next episode too. You know, it's like. When the, when the, when, he, when he ends up uh, at the the inn, right? In yeah. quotations, you yeah. know, with uh, Blundetto, right? Uh, it's it's you know from from the other from the other side, like yeah. you know, the, the light doctor shining doctor lights shining in his eyes, light in his eyes. And actually, if you freeze it, there's like a quick flash of you could see like the Asian doctor like shining the light. But you got to be quick. Got to be quick. Uh, Always. Gotta be quick. So finally, we get to this. He, you know, we, we're trying to figure out who the hell this guy is, what he's doing. He's going to a conference check-in in, you know, Southern California somewhere. Um, he he needs to show his photo ID to get in, uh, and he pulls out a, an ID for a guy named Kevin Finnerty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that guy definitely like. I wonder like how how they like. I I distinctly recall like. Maybe season two or season three or something. They had like a like a hey Sopranos. It's a Soprano lookalike contest. Come and meet the cast. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder if they like cast this guy from the. There, lookalike there are those like memes of like uh, you know uh, the the actual Soprano family and then right. like the fake Soprano family. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it's always like some blonde woman with like the beehive hairdo right, or something. Right. And like, I mean, Uncle Junior is just always some old asshole with with you know f- thick frame glasses yeah. but like but they, they look like the to- yeah. yeah and then the tony is just like some 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 fat bald guy <laughs> right they, yeah they there are a lot like, of people at that time in the uh tri-state area that, that look yeah, like that wanted to uh look like um they were in the Sopranos. Oh, yeah just i wonder if wearing chet shirt you know <laughs> i wonder if the guy who is in the photo of the kevin finney id is still alive is you think he's still with us hey or you think he went 
He went simultaneously. Oh yeah, dude. Gandalf dude, feet. I found his Instagram, man. It's just that photo. It's just that that shot. Uh, listeners, if that was me, if like, you know I'd that guy, please yeah. please reach out to us, listeners, and let us know if you know the the actual Kevin Finnerty. Right. If so, he's, if he's still alive. So uh, our Tony in this alternate dimension realizes he doesn't have his right wallet. He doesn't mm-hmm. have the right briefcase. Uh, he's in a world of shit. Um, he goes. He calls hit Carmela. Tells her about how he has the other guy's briefcase, like, not Carmela on the phone. Who does no. that sound like to you? It almost sounds I, like Eugene's I, wife to me, but uh, yeah, it does kind of. <laughs> sure. it, yeah, yeah, definitely Just like not Edie Falco. Generic Jersey, like you know, housewife. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, I heard an interview with Edie Falco, and and she was talking about how they premiered the first two episodes, like you know, a screening or whatever. And when she heard this other woman talking to Tony and referring to him as like. Like tone, uh, his wife, yeah, yeah. Tone, like she, she was like, it was weird. I, I just felt this like surge of jealousy. Like she, <laughs> that's how like close she and and Gandolfini were in this role sure. as, as man and, man and wife. But, yeah. um, but yeah. So this begins this whole allusion to the briefcase, almost like Pulp Fictiony. Like yeah, what is yeah. in the briefcase? Like right. where he says, my whole life's in that briefcase. Yep. And we get the sense that this is like you know he's. In some, you know, he's in some like waiting room between this life and the next, and this briefcase is, is important. He goes back to the hotel. He tries to get back in. Uh, the guy at the desk is such a fucking turd. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, old Herb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he's trying to he's trying to check back in. He's like, well, you already you already closed out that account, so we couldn't. He's like, thanks for being so helpful. And that's where we sort of know, like, this is not the Tony that right. we know, yeah, because that because Tony the- would have fucking laid into this guy the waters don't part for him wherever he goes (laughs) right right and also he just doesn't know how to handle somebody who's like not giving him exactly what he wants and not that also it's like the meet like before that when he's trying to get into the convention it's like you know the meeting with the general Mm -hmm. you know it's like the sit down like oh yeah and like he's not getting the time of day like you know he can't get in yeah to meet right you know the the big wig yeah and and some people have have posited that 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 meeting is like him trying to perhaps like getting get into heaven or some form of the afterlife where he's being denied because he's not like ready to move on on. yeah Mm -hmm. then he goes back to the hotel bar he talks to the bartender he tries to get him to remember who he was he's like you know i ordered the blackened grouper sandwich i said i had pains in my stomach which is an allusion to Fucking the bullet wound yeah, in yeah, his yeah. stomach, well, right? which we like, see multiple times, right, like yeah. when they're replacing the dressing. What is the oh black and grouper sandwich? Uh, <laughs> what does that symbolize? I'm like, I'm, I, I always think it's funny that they talk about that because I was like, I've never seen that on a menu. <laughs> oh, really? You never been to Florida, dude? That's on like every fucking. Menu oh, dude, down you got to go to. Costa I Mesa, don't go dude. to Florida you, a lot. <laughs> have you not eaten in Costa Mesa? Because uh, yeah, is it on a menu in Costa Mesa? I don't know. I don't I've know. been to I've been to a lot of places up and down SoCal, and I don't think I've seen <laughs> a black and grouper sandwich. Well, we're gonna do a whole pod episode where we all eat black and grouper sandwiches. Yeah. And yeah, we'll yeah. comment. Um, uh, it, nice job, David Chase. Black and grouper sandwich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should have <laughs> okay. had fucking uh, mahi mahi uh, fish tacos or some shit. <laughs> Ooh, hey, yeah, Ooh, that sounds good, good actually. Yeah. Uh, so the guy, so he goes to the bar. The guy never came. The guy who supposedly might have taken his wallet and briefcase never came back. His name is Kevin Finnerty. Uh, and then some, um, some, guy, some Rob Corddry looking guy is like. Uh, 
You know, he drives a Lexus. Infinity, get it? Kevin, Kevin, Fi- I don't know, it's a stretch, yeah. but like. <laughs> Real stretch. Always seemed a little awkward to me. Yep. Uh, that little exchange. Um, and then, you know, Tony starts asking the bartender, you know, tell me about Costa Mesa. It's a nice place to live. Around here, it's dead. Dead. Get it? Do you guys get it? He's gonna die. He's he's in the afterlife. He, here. Just the, more. Uh, also, just more David Chase being like California. Fuck. Around California. It's, 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 around yeah. here, it's dead. Then the next shot, it's just like a packed bar. <laughs> I'm like, That's oh, true. okay. We're having a great party. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tony is uh, sort of. You know, we know him to be up until this point in the series. If he sees a woman he's attracted to, he acts on it. Yep. Um, Without any qualms, he sees this broad. I don't know if she even has a name in the episode, but you know he goes. He's invited to go sit with these people, and these are. I I think like we always shit on like the Medigon, like the yeah, white people. Yeah. Like these guys feel a little more real to me than like the, yeah, the guys on the golf course. But um, boring, <laughs> still annoying. They're yeah. boring business, boring people, office yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Right. And but that's but now it's sort of the point. It's like right. She's like how. Tell us how but you also make the he, jump from selling he, patio furniture to precision optics. Right, right. Which, but he's one of them. Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah, it's like, exactly. He he fits in now. Right. Um, and, and this is where he sort of like poses uh, the question for the episode, and and I think for the rest of this six uh, A at least, you know, he says, you know, I'm forty six years old. Who am I? Where am I going? Yep. And I think that sort of sets like the rest of the season. Like this is all about the characters. Uh, you know, seeing what they've made of their lives and realizing, like, oh, it might not be hard, might might not be easy to switch gears and go into something else. I have to lay mm-hmm. in the bed that I made for myself. We certainly see that with, you know, with Tony, with Vito and his whole, like, you know, masked homosexuality. We see that with, you know, Artie losing his way from the kitchen and trying to, like, you know, we see that with AJ. He's he wants to be like the stand-up guy and kill Uncle June, and yep. he can't do it. There's Wait, so much of it. You know? Wait, Wait, really? You can't do that in life. Can't do what in life? Change, change who you who you are. Wait, really, That's, man? It's <laughs> spells is devastated Wait, right on. now. <laughs> spells forgot that we talked about this last episode. <laughs> he's just rocked, dude. Spells, <laughs> I did, dude. You can try a black and grouper sandwich one day. Don't worry. <laughs> Someday. Dude, you got to tell me where. Because <laughs> um, I, I need to. <laughs> Sorry. But apparently, actually, uh, the, the who am I, where am I going thing was, was uh, inspired by something director John Patterson said while dying of cancer between season oh, five and six. Right, right, right. This is what you um, told me. He, yeah, he was. <laughs> which I didn't remember until right now. I'm looking at my notes. Mm. Um, but that sort of, yeah, lays some foundational like theme, thematic stuff for the season, I think. And we'll talk mm-hmm. about it more as the season goes. But, right. Uh, you know, in the parking lot, Tony, you know, he's making out with a woman, you know, and she's just like, this isn't going to happen. Like, you know, He's like, I could be a whole nother guy, and I could pull it off, uh, and and he can he can't do it. Yeah. Which sort of like, I mean, later this this season or this half season, like he he denies Juliana Margulies' character, where he he's like actually making the decision to 
be loyal to Carmela, which right. I wonder if this is sort of planted here, but um, that helicopter light shines down on him. They're looking for a perp, yep. which I love. Mm-hmm. And then that brings us to just hard smash into the hospital where just a brutal scene of Tony coding. You know, he's ripping out his medical equipment. Uh, Carmen Meadow are there and they're just like fucking crying. Um, you know, you see AJ arrives, Chris and the boys are in the waiting room, just really tough scene to watch. Like it's very, it's, it's, it seems like, you know, it just smashes you back into the reality of like, I don't know if you guys have ever had like, you know, loved ones in the hospital and stuff, but like, I have, yeah, very, very, uh, very realistic, very tough. Yeah. Anytime like you, you know, and just the, the little shots of like people just in the waiting room, just like exhausted, you know, I mean, very realistic. Yeah. Oh yeah, and we get that. We you know the, like everybody's sort of rallied to Tony. Like we see all the we see Polly, we see Vito, we see people. F- like, yeah, people fighting over like who's like doing what. You know, <laughs> right. Like, right, right. They fight over who's gonna bring AJ home. Uh, Polly makes a Van Helsing reference. Got to be the first Van time. <laughs> That'd be the first time anyone ever fought over who's gonna bring AJ home. <laughs> Well, hey, Polly and Silvio brought AJ to the dance in That's season true. one. If you That's remember. true. But also, is is Polly up on the Van Helsing reference? Yeah, like, what, yeah what, what the <laughs> fuck? That was before like superhero movies were even a thing. Like, I feel like he's like, eh, I got a guy who gets me the bootlegs. <laughs> yeah, and like he just happened to watch it. <laughs> I feel like he was a producer in that movie somehow. <laughs> yeah, Tony Sirico was a producer <laughs> on Van Helsing. Yeah. Um, which wasn't even a hit. I think I feel like that flop. It was like Must Hugh Jackman. Like, but I do remember. I do vividly remember watching this live and like thinking that it was a hilarious he probably, joke. He probably saw the poster. Like yeah, the poster, right. like the guy had like long hair. Long hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was and Hugh Jackman, yeah. commentary on on fucking Robert Eiler with the which I hate. He looks so greasy and oh. and just oh, he looks yeah. he looks somehow like just like more of a sniveling little shit with with the shoulder length hair than he has previously. So around the time that uh, <laughs> me and my friends drank with him at uh, Big Easy. Oh shit! Yeah, the shit. big sleazy, big sleazy. Yeah. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is a bar that did uh, beer pong in. Uh, they had New the York. beer pong tables. <laughs> the on only the one. That's right. Uh, then we so then we go back into Coma Land. Um, Tony Tony checks into the Omni using Kevin Finnerty's identity. Um, uh, he's th- s- just sweating throughout the whole interaction, trying to you know because it's fraud. He's using somebody right, else's, yeah. which uh, the Tony we know and love would not break a sweat. Dude, no, we've the, seen uh, him. Uh, do. Thank yeah. you, Mr. Spears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but this is where he meets the monks. Uh, he's going up to the elevator, and the monks come. Oh, they, we're they, the monks. They, oh, we're with the monks. Uh, they the, like apparently the real Kevin Finnerty. Uh, they hired him to rig up their heating system at the monastery that they stay at. Didn't go well. They had a very unpleasant, uh, unheated. Uh, fucking stay during the winter at the monastery um and that ends up with the slap which oh hey we couldn't we couldn't talk about this last time time. Uh, how does this compare to uh the keep my monastery's name out your mouth (laughs) it's not as good as the will smith slap not as good no clearly not not as iconic why why do you think what's what's honestly honestly, uh, what's like the chris rock took Took the slap way better than uh, 
Well, I, I mean, Daniel yeah. alternate alternate uh, universe. Uh, yeah. Tony Soprano he fell over like the suitcases. He attacked like, me. He attacked, attacked me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you think real life Tony would have any qualms about fucking killing a monk? I don't nope. think so. No, <laughs> definitely no. not. Uh, but but yeah, I mean these these monks say. You know what? What does he say? Glor- before he slaps Gloria, him? Like, Gloria was a Buddhist, right? She was a Buddhist. Yeah, yeah. There's there's something going on with the religious um, illusions and 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 the Buddhist uh, you know way of life. And of course, um, Janus like ends up like bringing the you know the little whatever saying into the hotel uh, right. into the uh, hospital room. Right. Like, right. We we go about you know we go about uh, pity for ourselves. For pity for ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't nail down exactly what Chase was going for by having the monks slap Tony in the face. But, uh, but there's, there's. Well, I think it's there, like yeah. here are two men that um, lose you know, your arrogance are, are, is what he says to him. Yeah, which, I, which yeah. I guess is like. But it's like you know we think of of Buddhist monks as like living the purest life of anybody like, right, in yeah. human existence. Yeah, yeah. And these are so so two of the purest people, you know, confronting him about right. what he's done. Right. But then resorting and to violence. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. Right. 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 Which is interesting. Um <laughs> but hey, so nobody's perfect. No, hey. Yeah. These monks aren't perfect for sure. Hey, they make beer too. Delicious beer. Do they? Yeah. Oh well, monk, monkish yeah. monk. No, uh, or, uh, what's uh, Trappist? Trappist? Tra- no, or that's um, the st- style, right? Uh, oh, there, there's one that I Trappist used to drink. ales. Um, there's one that I used to drink that is so good. Oh, um, we'll figure it out. We'll figure <laughs> it. Uh, hard cut to the hotel room where Tony's just on the phone with fake Carm, just being like, "Why would I joke about this? He slapped me in the mouth." <laughs> He's just like reeling from this encounter with the monks. Next morning. Um, he's waiting forever for the elevator. Uh, we can see it's on the seventh floor. Shimei. Shimei. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The great. The great Shimei. Shimei's great. He's on the seventh floor, which... <laughs> which... Shimei uh, Israel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the old, the old uh, monk. Uh, the old oh, wow. monk song, yeah. I think uh, we should all right, just... that's a good transition to what's going on with uh, Hesh and his uh, son. <laughs> we do see Hesh this episode. Right. We'll get there. But so he's so Tony. We see him waiting for the elevator. Some people have pointed out that he's on the seventh floor, which may relate to Dante. Dante's Inferno, the seventh circle of hell. You know, for vi- is for violent criminals and murderers. Silvio Dante's Inferno. Say Silvio Dante's Inferno, uh, and then we cut back to real life. Uh, Carmen Meadow with Dr. Plepler, mm-hmm. who Richard Plepler was um, one of the. Uh, there was like a triumvirate uh, of of HBO like bosses after um, uh, Chris. Uh, fuck, I forget his name, but Albrecht. Albrecht, Albrecht yeah, from uh, was removed from, from office um, for slapping a woman mm-hmm. outside of. Yeah, Vegas, he had, a, uh, he had yeah. bad alcohol problems. Richard, Ple- yeah, Richard Plepler <laughs> stepped in. Hofstra I, I actually got to meet him. Yeah, and, uh, yeah typical Hofstra. <laughs> I actually got to meet him when I worked at HBO. Oh, did so. you? Oh, Richard, right, Richard Plepler. Oh, not not, not Albrecht. Albrecht. No, okay. no. Um, nice guy. He's great. Yeah. Well, he Albrecht awesome. is credited 
credited for doing Sopranos, The Wire. Yeah. Hey, credit, the credit to him. Second City, Imperfect Man. Uh, Imperfect Six Man. Feet Under, I mean. <laughs> yeah. 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 A lot of great titles under his belt. Yeah. Um, maybe he wrestled with some demons yeah. subsequently. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, the hole in Tony's stomach looks fucking insane. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Ima- uh, yeah. Imagine going into the hospital... Uh, to see your father, and you like walk, like you see that. No, no, oh, no, no, oh, no, no. Oh. terrible. Well, I mean, and then and then Janice freaks out more than anyone oh, uh, when yeah. she comes in. Shock. You think she's like putting on a show, or do yes. you think that's her actual reaction? Well, I think it's like a, a mix, a mix. But yeah, she's obviously putting on a show. I think it. it yeah, it like she's she knows that she has to have a reaction to her brother. In such a state, uh, and so I think she like plays into it, but, but she's a sociopath. It's, yeah, it's I, I believe ridiculous. so. Like I like, I mean, yeah, she's just doing what she thinks she's supposed to be doing. Maybe there's a little authentic emotion there. Yeah. Um, then we get the the short little scene with Junior getting a mental test uh, mm-hmm. with his new lawyer. Yep. Uh, getting real frustrated. Um, you know, he doesn't remember firing uh, Melvoin. Who had a stroke? <laughs> Junior not Made you uh, uncomfortable. Right, yeah. Junior not a not a not sympathetic to the disabled, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. After Melvoin for years, fucking kept him out of prison on house arrest. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it, it ends with you know if somebody shot my nephew, it was him himself. He's a depression case. Right. Uh, which I love. Then we go to Eugene's funeral. Silvio is taking charge here. Yep. Um, which is uh, not the role that we usually see him in, and it plays out over the next episode too. But yep. uh, he's giving the guys the rundown. Vito says Eugene's sports book should go to him, um, and then there's a debate about what to do with Junior. You know, he Marvin Gaye his own nephew, <laughs> yep. uh, and Vito questioning why Bobby wasn't there. And I feel like they're planning a lot in this episode, like Vito just being a thorn in people's sides, right? Like, yeah, well. I mean, we mentioned this when we recorded it last time, but like, you know, I, I remember watching this and thinking, oh, they're 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 planting that like Vito's making a move to be the boss. He was like like statements like, uh, you know, like I could be the boss of this family one that, you know, he could have a yeah. heart attack, which which you know, in retrospect, it's like it, and also in retrospect, it's like you could, you could be the boss of the family. Right, yeah, you? yeah. Well, and, and we see him interacting with uh, Phil, you know, and, uh, you know, right. his we learned this season that, that they're cousins right. through marriage or whatever. And, I, uh, I think, yeah, they're, they're, they're planting that. Yeah. And I think at the same time, they're also planting like AJ, like taking over in some way. Taking over the family? Yeah. Because if we know everything, like, like, Stuff that we like, we we know like the Godfather as the sure. fucking like True. reference that everybody right. is like, like knows when they're watching this, and I think the interviewer is oh, like, would you call it growing up Soprano? And yeah. like, yeah. Right, uh, and like, and, but he but he yeah, says yeah. like, I'm gonna shoot his, gonna you know, kill, kill know, Uncle June, kill Uncle yeah. June, and he and and like fucking, you money. know, we so we see how like shitty he is, and like we think, oh. You know, like, where is The Sopranos going? Like, right. you think, oh, where are they going to take this mob story? Right. And it's like, 
someone, yeah, you know, like they're maybe they're setting up AJ, like, and and we're gonna be surprised, and we're also, gonna love everyone's. It. That's what I think that some people thought. I probably oh, thought that too. Yeah. Also, hundred percent. In addition every, to the veto stuff, and everybody's so distraught, except for him, right? And we right. think he's distraught in that one moment. Like when we we see like it's like Carmela's POV right. when he's, he's visiting talk, with Sony he finally talks and then to and Tony, then yeah. and then they punch in and like he's talking about some fucking car to him like, right <laughs> which right. which is a gas guzzler as opposed to the Prius which he was previously like right. inquiring which about the metal so into but yeah I think I think look there's a lot of people who uh, are of the thinking that that if the Sopranos were to go on AJ and or Meadow would have taken over for Tony. I don't buy that for a second. I don't think no. like that would ever happen. They don't have it. In but the- at this point in the series, when it was airing, like if they're sort of like, I, I don't think I believed it at this point either because AJ is such a fucking weak, like sniveling idiot. But like, yeah. I definitely you know, didn't believe it, yeah. but I but, was like, but what are they setting up here? The, right. Are like, they, yeah. Are they setting this up? Right. Is this a possibility? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, in the, back in the, after the, funeral back in the hospital there you know you have hash and janice and and Vito like sitting around talking about why why they think eugene killed himself and and Vito's like maybe it was a maybe it was a closeted homo you know yeah. that happens too like which is just a reminder for us for what's going to happen a, a few episodes from now where when he gets discovered um aj this, a couple is, Johnny this cakes. is sort of the b episode we could just talk about it like in this episode is aj not like pulling his weight like with the family here, time of crisis. He doesn't show up. They wanted the Tony Bennett box set to be brought to Tony's room. AJ fucking forgot. Come on. You know, come on. He's talking to the media with the grown up Soprano bullshit, this and that. Uh, he only, he, he says, Anthony Soprano is not going to die. He can't say my dad. He can't say, you know, it's, it's this sort of like, is AJ gonna like step up and, and be a, be, part of the family here um and there's this pointed scene where rosalie april she's so great um oh, great uh, you know it says to carmella like you know you're never gonna forgive aj if he doesn't if he doesn't carry his weight here and and you know why do you think i'm telling you because my fucking son was killed at, you know she doesn't know for a fact but you know because of all this and like you know she not knows, shooting but straight. she doesn't know yeah she knows but she doesn't know you know, and she asks, like, you know, or maybe AJ is just a selfish boy who doesn't give a shit. And that's that's the question. What do you guys think? Like, is he does does he give a shit or does he not? Like, has has have Tony and Carmela fucking created a sociopath who doesn't give a shit? As a look, <laughs> I think he a, gives a shit. As a younger sibling, with a very similar family dynamic <laughs> as Meadow and uh, and AJ have. I think I think he gives a shit, but I also think he just has a case of like he was just so babied and like like he doesn't really know how to express that. He's right. just fucking right. lost, right? He right. like doesn't yeah. know like and 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 he uses the Godfather, the movie, as a reference for what he should do in this situation, right. which is right. why he ultimately like brings a fucking knife into uh, the right. the fucking. Home, like whatever where Junior's being held yeah, like halfway like, house or yeah. whatever um, and Tony's like it's a movie right exactly right. yeah he he has no he, he doesn't know who the fuck he is he doesn't know right. so partially I think like he's not to blame 
But also, obviously, he doesn't know what fucking gutters are. He doesn't know what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, he's been baby. Right. Um, like, can't, uh, can't hold, like, a fucking easy, stupid job. All right. We get a scene at Satriali's with uh, Chris uh, pulling up in his Maserati, which he took from Johnny Sack. <laughs> uh, uh, Agent Harris and his partner are there, you know. Um, has a cards, yeah, baby. Some, oh, yeah. Uh, make a great sandwich here. They ask about Tony. I think I you think Agent uh, Harris is sincere in his concern for Tony at this point? Yes. Yeah. I, I do. think he actually likes him. Yes. And uh, I, I, I think do. that plays into how how his character arc sort of all plays out. Also, I, I think he is uh <laughs> I mean maybe he's a bad FBI agent because he does get too close to Tony, but like <laughs> but I think he sees himself as like, well, I, I think it's a good thing that I keep this like relationship because Tony will talk to me. And and I mean, eventually, you know, the, we see these guys that are hanging out at the bang, right. and we know that, like, they get ratted out, like, to Agent Harris. So, like, maybe it is a good thing that he's, like, warming himself up to them because, like, he, smart, yeah. you know, for his own career because he has names to throw out for, you know, to help himself right. out. You know? Right. Yeah, because he's part of the terrorism unit now. And, yeah, and, at this and, point, and, yeah, uh, he's he's not... Not going after, uh, you know, organized crime, you know, in Jersey. So, yeah, why not? So why? And, and you get a good sandwich. Know, he, he says to Chris, like, you'd be helping us a, a lot if you said something, if you, yeah. you know. Be helping out phone. your country. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and Tony does it take is, the terrorism a, shit seriously. It's a, it's a smart way to appeal to guys like Tony and Christopher by, like, being like, well, if you're patriotic, you'll help us out, you know, because they have such a chip on their shoulder about like being a, you know, like right. red-blooded Americans. So. Right. right, right. But, but Chris is willing to look the other way if it's benefiting uh, like, himself. Yeah, exactly. yeah, of course, of course, obviously. Like he's like, oh, they have a, they have a, they have a dog. Like that's why they're not terrorists. <laughs> right, yeah, right, <laughs> okay. right. Uh, back in Tony's room in the hospital. This epic scene with Carmela oh. playing American Girl, great, great monologue. Oh, One yeah. of the best rivals Whitecaps, I think, for sure. So for, in, in terms for of sure. her performance, well, especially because yeah. like she's not, at, you know, they're not acting off of each other. You know, she. It's just, it's just her. Yeah. Oh her, yeah. You know, I mean, it's all it's her. Fucking. It's so good. It's so cl- like the writing clinic. is so believable. Like the yes. scene that they're describing, and like, you You'd know, how it. a song like makes you remember like summer time when you were kids in right, Long yeah. Beach Island. And, yeah, you right, know, I right. know I know that too well. You know what I mean? <laughs> LBI. No. LBI, you know, playing you when Charmaine, Charmaine almost drowned. When you, Charmaine, yeah, Charmaine smoking cigarettes and drinking, wa- <laughs> drinking water. Drinking water. Drinking water. I also love that she brings up, you know, from the pilot, like I told you you're going to hell when you die yeah. when he was in the MRI. It was hor- a horrible and he, thing and to he, say. He threw that back at her in white caps yep. in season, the season four finale. And I love that she's like, you know, you're not going to hell when you die. And we don't know where Tony actually is at this point, but he might actually be on the verge of going to hell in terms of whatever this other place he is, mm-hmm. uh, is, you mm-hmm. know, like and the feeling you get is that like th- this monologue that she says to him, like helps him sort of saves him. Yeah. 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 Um, there's something there, uh, you know, even though it's chock full of bullshit, you know, right. she's like, you're right. a good father. You're, yeah, you yeah, care yeah. about your friends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. We've seen him murder more than one friend. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. uh, you're not going to hell is how she leaves it. But so back in coma land, 
This is when Tony wakes up after he fell down the staircase. He got an MRI. Um, and parts of his brain have been oxygen-deprived, consistent with a diagnosis of Alzheimer's at 46 years old. What a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, and the doctor asks him, you know, he tries to tell the doctor, like, I'm not even Kevin Finnerty. I just have his wallet. He's like, well, what's your real name? He's yeah. like, what's it matter? <laughs> and I feel like that's sort of, uh, you know, the point of this little, like, waiting room between this life and the next like you need and the monk says it's like lose your arrogance lose who you are it's almost ego death you know as described in like you know when you're tripping on fucking whatever peyote which we see him later do later later. um ego death chris rock's uh new uh, new one new new one yeah his tour chris rock got slapped in the face yeah yeah uh, which also tony got also i said on the um when we recorded before that that <laughs> doctor is played by um the guy who was in who was like supposed to be a big character in Silicon Valley right but oh, died yeah. right uh, after the first season great right. performance in the first season oh he's yeah. great yeah. oh he's yeah. great amazing um and yeah died suddenly oh that was that was him in the, in the yeah movie. he plays yeah, the, doctor the doctor that tells him that he has alzheimers yeah, he's a weird looking guy. He is, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean I mean <laughs> specific yeah. looking face, you know. Uh yeah. Yeah. Um great I mean great great performance Silicon Valley. Like hey. you're like R.I.P. Oh, this character R.I.P. Is awesome, but any uh, tragically Yeah, both those died. actors are dead now. So Yeah, yeah great, yeah. yeah. Great. Cool, cool, cool. Go to the next thing. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Uh, then we see the Soprano house, you know, uh, Vito's farting in the couch. Uh, AJ makes a huge plate of food for himself. Yep. Uh, what do you, what, do you think it's just David Chase's affinity for fart jokes? Or do you think there was like some sort of subcontext to the fart in the couch? Is subcontext? It, well, is it, is it Vito like no, just another, like, no, I think you know, it's like, he doesn't respect Tony or his, maybe. Or he's like <laughs> this whole episode, Vito is being like so pushy and so like, like bold yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. You know, he's just like assuming that if any, <laughs> if Tony doesn't make it, like, oh, he he could fart the crown all over is the place. His. Yeah, he could fart so, anywhere he yeah. wants. Yeah. So I think it's just like the brashness of yeah. of uh, yeah. you know yeah. him right. in this episode. Yeah. Right. He's being such a cocksucker. Uh, yeah. But Meadows' room, we get a little uh, uh, classic. Oh, you're tired. Poor you. Uh, we get one of those Poor lines you. from from AJ. Um, they have a fight. Uh, you know, then AJ sees like the reporters outside and just screams "fuck you" to them. That's Classic. maybe makes Carmilla. it on the news. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we've see. all been there. We've all told the media "fuck you" and then get makes it on the local news. Yeah, I love definitely. that when the the agents come around to the Soprano House and Carm is there, they start talking about uh, how uh, <laughs> Junior brought up like like elements of the Kennedy assassination. Yeah, yeah. Like we had to ask, I'm sorry. Like she's yeah. like, my husband was three years old. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, which also fucks up the, uh, many saints in Newark timeline, but we won't go there. Um, <laughs> timeline got fucked up. Yeah. Timeline got fucked up. Uh, back at the hospital, AJ finally goes in to see Tony, you know, he's freaked out. Um, you know, Carm watches him, uh, you know, talk to him and then we go in and we see he's fucking talking about fucking cars uh oh baby <laughs> the fucking <laughs> shut the fuck shelby gt 500 450 horsepower <laughs> i think that's what brought tony out of his coma yeah, i yeah, think we yeah. can we that's can attribute that 
Yeah. Uh, and, you know, um, the next morning, AJ swears he's going to get Junior for this, which we see play out later this season, mm-hmm. which at the time I don't think I ever believed was was going to actually happen. No, and I was like, well, um, why does he keep calling him a, put a fucking mummy? put a fucking mummy head. He's like, the, what? <laughs> uh, I can't believe we're not going to, like, do stuff together anymore. <laughs> Again, AJ not eloquent, but hey, the emotions there. Robert Eiler, I think, I think did a pretty decent job. Yeah, oh there. yeah, he's yeah. that cat. Uh, <laughs> and this is where he chooses to better tell job at pounding beers at Big Easy. <laughs> yeah. This is where he chooses to tell uh, Carm that he flunked out of school. Um, not great. Such shithead. Um, Carmela goes back in, and, and she's like, you know, Anthony, can you hear us? We cut back to the... With wherever. your father in the hospital. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, Tony's still stuck in wherever he is. He gets to his room. He takes off his shoes. Uh, he, we hear, when it's cold, I like to die by Moby. Pick yep. up. Very affecting scene. Like, yeah. I can't even, like, put into words. But, you know, he picks up the phone. He dials. Is it you know, late just imagining somebody who's, like... You know, in a coma, unable to contact the family who he loves. Right. Um, you know, just being stuck here and confused and scared. And he sees the beacon out in the distance, mm-hmm. and the music comes up, and and that's the end of the episode. And it's I, I don't know. That's that's actually a fan favorite. People don't like the coma, coma dream, but like the that as a uh, music cue to end an episode, people really like that. Oh, that sort yeah, of that's scene. great. Well, yeah. What did you guys think? Really nice. like, yeah, I like I love this episode. Yeah. I, I I definitely it's it's one of those you know it's one of those episodes that the more you watch and the more you just like let yourself sort of like you know you might be uh, not into you know looking too deep into things you know as Steve Sharippa might not be on on the Talking <laughs> Sopranos podcast you sure know, he gets a lot of shit for just being like eh, I don't know I don't fucking I don't know, know dude you gotta talk to David yeah, about exactly, it yeah. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> really? If, oh yeah. He, yeah, he constantly. All the time, Michael Imperioli like, is, uh, and fans will say this. They say Michael Imperioli, right, like, Buddhist. Buddhist, yeah. Um, and Imperioli, more of a deep thinker. Yeah, yeah, he tries yeah. to go deeper. And I don't know. Yeah. You got to talk to Nada. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Nada it's, and me, we bonded over to some fucking water doll sandwiches. And <laughs> just read the line. <laughs> If you if you just surrender yourself to sort of like, hey, this is this is an experimental episode, and they're trying yeah. to say something a little more than, and 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 you could like, I don't know if you guys watched like the leftovers or anything like that, but like this this sort of stuff. Did, but, like, yeah, I should, I should. I know I I know you watched like a little it. bit in, of it in, in subsequent television. This episode and particularly like the Coma Dream overall has its mark and in, in, in like the I, avant-garde sort of obscure yeah, sort of, I love, I you know, love David episodes. David Lynch a little bit you know you, yeah. can't, you can't say David Chase did it first but no like, no but I love episodes like this especially like coming on the heels of an iconic uh, cliffhanger sure. in television history yeah. it's it's bold to do an episode like this to really follow bold. it up yeah and I think it's very effective in like keeping you on the edge of your seat after such a monumental event right. as Junior shooting him. Right. You know, so I think it was really smart, and it also gives a uh, great leeway for Gandolfini to uh, show his acting chops Flex by like chops, yeah. you know by kind of creating this like alternate character, 
And then, of course, for Edie Falco to kind of do her thing. Because, you know, once we get to 6B, she doesn't Fantastic. get a whole lot, you know. It's and, true, um, yeah. So it's great for her kind of in the in the twilight of her um, great performances. As Carmela. Uh, yeah. As Carmela. Like, she gets this phenomenal episode. And it is it is absolutely up there with Whitecaps for her. Like, she is so fucking good in this episode. I completely agree. And when I think of this episode, I think of... Uh, you know, some of the Finnerty stuff, and then I think of, like, her, you yeah. know? Oh, for sure. Um, shall we go on to fucking internet? Yeah. Let's do it. Fucking internet. All right. Uh, this one on Reddit from user Niello18, Tony's Coma Dream. I was just curious on whether you guys think Tony remembers the events of his coma dream or not. I personally believe he doesn't recall the dream, but feels changed, in quotation marks, after the dream as he is trying to better himself at the beginning of season 6A after his dream. What do you guys think? Does he does he remember it all? Does this does person he... understand dreams? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think I think he... Also, it's like not a dream dream. This motherfucker's right. in a coma. Right. It's not like he went to sleep and then he woke up and was like... I had the craziest dream, Carmel. I was uh, Kevin Finnerty. <laughs> no, but I think I think there is something to it because later, because at the end of the season, after Phil has his heart attack, he's like, he's like, I think you might know, maybe you don't know what I'm talking about. No, but, but part I went of, somewhere, like he remember, he sort of remembers, like. But part of that, sure, but part of that is like what like Janice says to him, and like. It's like the conversation yeah. he has when he comes out of the coma. I don't oh, think I, it, yeah, I think he. I, I don't yes, think he realizes think, what it was. Exactly, or, that's my like, point. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, he's clearly changed by like this like subconscious experience that he has while he's in the coma. Right. But like, yeah, does he remember? I don't it? think he remembers details, no. but he remembers like, like, like that he went somewhere. Sure. Right. Um, he can all. Oh, that's what all. That's only what he can say. Right. And, right. and he remembers like having. It maybe just like glimpses of it. Glimpses sort of, of right. it. And maybe like, he remembers being smacked in the face by a monk. Maybe that's what he remembers. It's it's funny, it's like does 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 do the glimpses of it like um does that just because he has glimpses of it um leave an impact on him? Right. Or does he remember like something about it that is impactful, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um I, I I don't know. I mean, yeah. I think it's I think it's just like an awareness that like you know there might be something more. There might like, be there something might, yeah. more, and that also, that is that I, is impactful. But that, I also think that he, changes his behavior. He remembers more when he gets closer to coming to like like the Blundetto stuff. Right. Uh, you know, I think he he's probably like more aware of that. Than like th- what happens in this episode. Yeah, I don't think he has right. any specifics for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I and of course I think it's left purposely obscure by Chase. Obviously, well, yeah. as well it is obscure anyway for anybody. I think. Yeah, true. well, yeah. dreams think, like, are that's how know, dreams are. If someone was actually in a coma and you know they, I don't know they they had saw some kind they of had vision, yeah. yeah had some vision. I mean it would that would be obscure. We wouldn't know what the okay maybe okay we we have no idea. Exactly. Right, you right, can't right. prove anything. Yeah. 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 Um, this one from user, the, the, the Guiariate. Don't, don't know. Whatever. The Guiariate. Uh, you got it yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. This oh, you're is one of my alt accounts. Yeah. yeah yes. So don't worry. I mean, Silvio's coma dreams in comparison to Tony, 
when he was unconscious. As we know, Silvio ends up, you know, similar to Tony in these episodes mm-hmm. uh, by the end of the series. What do you think Sil was seeing, experiencing in his coma? Can you guys imagine? Uh, <laughs> uh, Tracy? <laughs> I think it was the entire events of Lilyhammer, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> yeah, he's just in Norway. Uh, <laughs> he, just, he just is Steve Van Zandt. Like, he's just playing uh, in the E Street Come band. on up for the rising. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Woogie Woogie. Tenth Avenue, please. This one from user uh, Rhaegar Vader. Mm. Join the club episode. Was it purgatory or hell? The fire imagery, the cross, the lighthouse in the distance. I didn't seem to be, it didn't seem to be like his previous crazy dreams. The feeling of being trapped like a Hotel California situation and being given the medical diagnosis was quite disturbing. Love the episode, especially coming after the shock of the previous season opener. Do you guys, if you had to choose, do you think it's, do you, do you think it's just a, in his head, or do you think it's something supernatural? And if so, do you think the, it's like purgatory? Do you think um, it's I, what do you think it is? I think it's like da- David Chase's like typical like what do you think it was? You know, it's <laughs> well like, yeah, you know what do you what do you believe in? Yeah. You know, this I is, mean, yeah. this is what I, I well in the next episode like Buscemi sort of shows him like a like a door and he walks through and he wakes up right 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 so yeah. like. That well, he doesn't walk through it. He doesn't walk. He chooses, oh, not, he chooses to. not to. Oh, right, to go right, in. right, 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 right. Which right. and Buscemi, the man who he murdered, Tony right. B, who he right. doesn't He's recognize. He's like a Mater D like, kind of like right. Yeah. So that, trying to get him to go to whatever is next for him, which could be hell. which makes yeah. so that makes that a little makes more me sense. Think it's yeah. purgatory. Yeah, right. If you if we go on the next episode, but sure. but what I was kind of saying before is that I think it's just an alternate timeline. I yeah. think it's just like it's like. This what this could have been. this way out. What could have been? This could have been if you know we took a couple like different turns here and there. This could have been a version of Tony Soprano. Well, the, and the like, line yeah. where he's like, he's like, you know, how, how did you make the uh, jump from from selling patio furniture to precision optics? There's a line in the earlier seasons, I think, and he's like, he's like, why am I not selling patio furniture on route whatever? He's right, Because like, right. my father was in it, and his father was in this and that. You know, yeah. That's that's a direct reference to an alternate sort of Tony Soprano that he yeah. could have gone down a different path. Yeah, which yeah, or it's more, a, or it's an alternate timeline that is occurring at the same time as his timeline in life. <laughs> right. You know, it's like We're sliders. Like you, know, you ever see? Here. You ever see? Yeah. You ever see the show Sliders? Oh yeah, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. you're yeah. a big Sliders head. I love Sliders when I was five. <laughs> well, you also love the, the little hamburgers. Sliders. Yeah, also yeah. Love I love those things love too. Little, but um, yeah, I think it's a timeline that is that actually exists. Right. In a it, um just uh in a different um, dimension or well, a different plane that is not the current plane uh, that and that's on. more that's more interesting than like I feel like it minimizes it if you're just like oh that's purgatory or that's hell right or, yeah no like, but the next episode makes it seem like it's purgatory well that but that could be a different <laughs> it could thing, be it could like, it, that's true that's true right. I find it's more interesting to just like watch this episode and just think of it as like. This is what Tony Soprano could have been right. if yeah. if Johnny Boy wasn't his dad, right. or if right. like, or or if he, had, he hadn't gone he into had the family business, st- right. you know, like right. stuck at you know, you know if he would stayed in college, he's just, or he had, right. it's like yeah. the ending yeah. of Goodfellas. He's just some schnook. Yeah. yeah. Now I I I said this last episode, but I also think there's there's a and it might be Buddhist. I, I'm not sure, but there's a there's a uh, religious belief that 
after you die, you go before moving on to the actual afterlife, you go to a place where you don't know that you're dead and you're living and you learn the lessons that you didn't learn in life. And that was sort mm. of what the last season of Lost was. <laughs> <laughs> that's right we against you. like all those characters had to fuck you dude it's great uh they, I, lo- no, I love to, loss I lo- yeah. i'm never gonna watch it ever again in my life but i love no i enjoyed but, loss. but before moving on you you find what's important to you you find what you did wrong in the in the life that you had actually led and right. then only then do you achieve some sort of like other realm of consciousness and you can move on to the afterlife right and that sort of feels like a little bit hinting at what this could be. I don't, mm-hmm. I would never say okay. it's definitely that's, that, but like, that's cute. You know, this sort of like in between. That's very cute. That's we're not cute. going with Christian, uh, you know, mythology, like with purgatory and heaven and hell. Like maybe this is just the, the, the place you go between this life and the next. Glorious has like studied this. Like <laughs> he like studies it so well. He's like, reading different books like yeah. <laughs> like you know different thing like different uh i, yeah. I don't know he's just like classic, really like, or deep i dive every the episode. abc show lost classic yeah dude classic hairdo <laughs> classic do uh that's all i got for fucking internet so well that's all i got for this episode hey guys ah. i think i think this recording was way better than the last i got possibly <laughs> We'll never know. We'll never. Know. <laughs> we'll never know. We'll but never know. We recorded that like three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. You know, this was definitely, uh, you know, it was, it was a little more honed in. <laughs> the last episode was a little more all over the place. But you know, hey, that's life. You know, sometimes files get corrupted. Sometimes people. <laughs> Maybe this one will. You know? Fingers crossed. Well, let's hope not. <laughs> let's hope not. Let's hope not. We're not doing this episode We're a third skipping time. Skipping. We'll to be the third one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look. <laughs> hope you enjoyed the episode as always uh give us a five-star review on itunes uh give us a follow on the socials at o sopranos pod on twitter and instagram you know we're trying to keep the memes going you know we're trying to do that even when we don't hey, have episodes those each are some week. good memes thank you thank Great you we're trying to meme and uh you know you got something that you want us to talk about on an episode we can do a one-off episode and uh you know stuff that you feel like uh, you like you don't like we're, we're we're in the we're in the home stretch a bit, but you know, shoot us an email over at uh, osapanelspod.com. And until next week, oh. oh. oh.